He says that he's not competitive with others, but he is competitive with himself. His thought on that was that he's constantly seeking to improve himself in whatever way possible and, and looking to serve others in order to achieve his success. And I love that thought. Hey guys, welcome to the Podpreneur Podcast. It's Tyler Dietring. And once again, we're here with Nick Burns. Man, what is up? Mm. Uh, the sky's up. Uh, vibes are up today. And uh, we're vibing. We are vibing, and energy's going to be up for this recap. Um, it's been a great week so far. What have you been up to? Um, I've been doing a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. What content have you been consuming lately? So I was uh, I was just t- saying earlier here, I just started yesterday the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Um, and uh, I-, I think I'm going to have to listen to each chapter uh, over and over a couple of times before you can really start to get a grasp on it. Um, and the first law is, I think it's the law of the lid. Mm. And it's basically whatever your leadership lid is or, or whatever your leadership capability is, that's the lid to your success. Mm. Which again, I'm I'm still going through it, so I'm gonna have to read yeah. it a couple of times like ag- again to, to really. I've never it, read that. I'll have to check it out. It was really good. Yeah. Um, so I just read a book called "Didn't See It Coming: hmm. Overcoming the Seven Greatest Challenges That No One Expects and Everyone Experiences." Did you just mouthful. start that last week? No, I finished it. Well, yeah, I mean, I read it fast. Crank that. It was out. really good. Love it. Um, it was really really good, and I would encourage any business leader to jump on that. Um, it's it's great. I know I know you've already mentioned a couple of key takeaways yes. without mentioning what the book is. Yes. But what are what is a maybe one or two of those key takeaways? We'll have to jump into that again. But it really okay. dives deep into cynicism, burnout. Mm. Interesting. I mean, it just it dives deep. Yeah, that it's, sounds uh, like a good. fun future. And episode. I've also been jumping, so I I don't like to do two kind of like leadership books in a row. I feel like sure. it's too much. Sure. And so I jumped into a nonfiction history. It's mm. about the time when. World War One started, yep. and then the next four years, when there was a lot of interesting things happening. Yeah, um, but it's called American Midnight. Interesting. Are yeah. you an? I, I I know that you're an audiobook guy to some extent, but are you reading or are you listening? I'm to reading these? most of my books. Beautiful. I, I think you comprehend things better yeah. when you read them. Yeah, audiobooks. Certain like biographies are really good. Sure. For audiobooks. Yeah. But things that I want to comprehend, mm-hmm. I I can't do audiobooks. I like audiobooks uh, to re-listen to them. You know, yes. like. The 21 Irrefutable Laws yes. of Leadership. I'm going to listen to each of those laws yes. several times over. And if, if I get if I read a really good book, yeah. first of all, I'll buy a couple co- copies because I just like because I'll buy a couple copies of this. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, but I also get the audiobook and I'll listen to it. And sure. Typically you hear things that you may not have read and it's a different context. And yeah. It's really good. It's good stuff. You got to be filling up with good content all the time. If you're not doing that, you need to do that. Yeah. My son, uh, my, we put our son to bed and he was like, dad, what are you going to do whenever I go to bed? And I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? He's like, well, you're not going to be watching TV. I'm like, you're dang right. I'm not going <laughs> to be filling up with good stuff. I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be spending time with my wife. Yeah. TV doesn't come on. Like we, we turn sports on. The sound is usually off, but like we're, we're focused on other things. So, sure. well, yeah. one key takeaway from our recap today, which was Kyle got grostered. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Grossard. Grossard. Okay. One key takeaway is exactly kind of what we're talking about. He said that um, he he cut things out of 
his daily life that were not helping him grow. And here's the big key. He then replaced what he was doing with things that helped him grow. Mm, yeah. What is your thought on that? I love that. And I mean, he's a super young kid. Like this is the, the definitely the youngest entrepreneur yep. that we've had on. Yep. And, um, and he just, I, I'm excited to kind of see the trajectory of where he goes. Um, you know, another thing that he really mentioned, and you and I've talked about this a lot, but like looking at the habits of millionaires, yep. what are, what are the millionaires doing? Sure. Like, what are the things that they do that we need to try to replicate? And I can guarantee you they're not watching three hours of Netflix every <laughs> night. I mean, would you agree with that? I, I think that that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he's being intentional about that. He's looking at what do I need to do to be successful? He wants his business to be super successful. And I believe that he's one of the true entrepreneurs. I don't think he's just a, I am in love with um, detailing cars, I think he'll have multiple businesses in life. Sure. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that he's probably another one of those guys. Um, you know, staying on the topic of millionaires, right? This was a, a piece that he had brought up about his morning routine. You know, he I think he read the 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 what was the what's what's that book? The morning millionaire. Some anyways, he was talking about, you know, he he switched up his routine to where he gets up at like five, five thirty. Um, and this is a concept that we've talked about before is the momentum of the day. And, and starting the win of the day in the morning and then rolling that mm. momentum, stacking those wins throughout the day. Yeah, I love it. I've got a life hack. Like if you guys are listening and you want to have a super productive morning, do this and I guarantee you it will be productive. So uh, my wife has my screen time mm. password on my yep. phone. Like I do not know it. And so I have her put in the screen time uh, password and then I can go in and set limits. Mm -hmm. And I've set a limit between like five and 7 a.m. because that's like that's prime time to be doing stuff productive yep. because nobody else is up. It's just me. I could either be sitting there scrolling Instagram and Facebook or I could be reading and I could be writing and I could be yep. doing things that are productive that will kind of get my day started well. And also like there's no screen time. I can only use social media for like 10 minutes a day, the yep. entire day. We don't need it. Yep. And like that's just a like the first step of um, you know, a great way to stop a habit is make it impossible to do a bad habit, right? Absolutely. Just take it off the table. It's yeah. not even there. And better yet, just like put your phone in another place. If that's a problem, just charge it somewhere else so that you don't wake up and grab your phone. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the concept is true with what Kyle's doing. He's, um, he's looking at what his routine is. What do I need to do to be better? What do I need to do to continue to develop? Yeah. Well, I have to uh, refer all the listeners back to episode number one, and that was about focus. Another thing that he talked about was that focus, this is a direct quote, he said, focus is the genesis of greatness. He also said, in order to do anything, you have to have immovable focus. Now, anything, I think, with you know some high standard, right? if you want to achieve any success, you have to have focus. Um, and that's kind of to the point of what you're talking about, right? It's how can I intentionally set my focus on the this thing that I know that I want to do that's going to help me improve whatever process it is that I'm trying to improve. Yeah, love it. One thing that I thought was, um, you know, it's it's been kind of 50-50 on what leaders are saying, but we're asking a lot of people, and, and in, in your lightning round, you're saying, do you love to lose or do you hate to lose or love to win? And I feel like we're getting more people saying love to win. Yep. Um, and we've kind of had discussions about this, but he was hundred percent love to win. Yeah. And that's, I love it. Like you can tell, like, he's got a, just a really genuine attitude. Like, yeah, I could have told you like that was what he was going to say. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, 
switching topics here, this is one that we've kind of talked about a little bit here recently um, that we probably need to do a full episode on. That topic is delegation. He said that delegation is difficult when you're small because you don't have a ton of free time to put in to help you know develop somebody. Uh, but he said that if you put time in on the front end to help teach somebody how to do something properly, it can turn into a partnership over time where now you're not teaching them how to do the, the individual little pieces, but how can we work together to make this thing uh, yeah. go? So what's yeah. your thought on that? You know, if you believe that you're always necessary, in order for your company to run, mm-hmm. you will quickly become the lid to your company's progress. Yep. Your company will only grow based off of how much time you have and your abilities. And that's something that we've talked about a lot is um, like, how can we, how can we um, like make things simpler and, and delegate, delegate to elevate? Like, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the key word of just how can we empower others to do something that they're going to be much more productive at than we are yeah. with our limited time? For sure. Well, and you can't delegate if you don't have good people around you. Um, and I think one of our questions was how how do you delegate? How do you how do you how do you bring the excitement about the little things, the fundamentals every day that you have as an entrepreneur? How do you bring that and share that with your employees? And he said that that uh, I think his word was respect was, was the first piece. But then he said that he takes care of his employees in hopes that they, they take care of him, right. And return the favor. Um, But he said that he makes it a point to know and understand who his employees are and what they want and says, okay, now let's figure out how we can work together to help you accomplish that. What, what does that look like here? Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And one of his key principles, like in his business, like, the one thing that he's striving after is excellence, yep. right? He's not he's not going to give you the cheapest um, detailing job. He's not going to um, be the fastest. He's going to be the best. Yeah, and I love that. And so one of the things he mentioned, he may not outwardly say it. I'm, I'm sure he does outwardly say it, but some of the things he said, some of the actions that they take, um, is striving for excellence. Like he mentioned. They may have to re-detail a car until 7, 8, 9 p.m. if it's not right. Yep. And so if you can imagine that, if if you guys are detailing a car and your boss comes in and says, this ain't good. Like, we're not taking it back like this. Redo it. Yep. Like, you don't have to tell them excellence is the standard. They know that after you set that standard like that. And then the next time they're doing it, they're going to see whatever it was that wasn't right with it. Yep. They're going to say, you know what? I better do it right the first time. Cause I don't want to stay here until 8 PM. Right. Yeah. And so he's setting the standard for excellence. And I just, I love that. Absolutely. Well, and the excellence comes with time and effort being put in to develop. Another thing that he had talked about was that he worked to become certified and become an expert in all of these different crafts, right. As he was talking about cars, boats, jets, and these different, these different elements that he had to become certified in, um, in order to be an expert and, and do those things well, um, in order to teach his people and stuff. And my thought was that he's leading from the front in the, in that sense where yeah. he's going out and he's learning how to do it. And then he's coming back yeah. and he's sharing that with his team. Yeah. And he's, he's like my favorite type of entrepreneur. He's a grinder, right? Yeah. He started small. He started just doing it in his garage. Um, and he just kind of went up from there. You know, he, uh, he just started taking as many as he possibly could. And it like, it just, slowly but surely he sent one of the things he mentioned is he sent a letter to all the high net worth individuals in the city and said hey i want to earn your business yeah give me a chance and i will not let you down i will earn your business yeah if i got a letter from that and i'm and if i'm going to get a um like 
that that's who I'm going to call. Right. Sure. Because, you know, if you've got a car that is not just, you know, any normal car, like you want it to look really good. Right. Absolutely. And so you're going to call him for the excellence. Yeah. Kind of an interesting piece on that. Um, he said that he said uh, direct quote, our success has been based on committing to one thing at a time. And I think that this is kind of a focus piece, right? Because it seems like a lot of people on the front end, they want to say yes to everything. And then in order to continue exploding and growth, you have to start saying no to a lot of things. Mm. And and so I thought that that was interesting. You know, he said that we've committed to one thing at a time and gotten good at that. Yeah. And then took on the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same. It's like he started with the cars in his garage. Okay, great. We're really good at that. Then they got their own space and they started doing cars in their own space. So I'm sure they could take on more cars and hiring people. And then they start doing like jets and boats. And it's like a different animal because can you imagine detailing a jet? Like that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've seen some of the pictures, like go check out his Facebook 180 detailing. Uh, it's insane. Like they're doing full, like huge jets. I, I can't even fathom that. Like how much does that cost? Yeah. I got, I would, I would be I curious. I guess if you know. have a jet that you could probably afford that. Yeah. It's but, oh, it's just, it's just pocket change. Yeah. yeah we it's probably just pocket we, change for those guys. We met a guy who had a private plane. That was an we, interesting. We have, yeah. He's got a guy on retainer. He just pays him monthly yeah. and the guy will just take him wherever he needs to go. Yeah. It didn't seem like a bad deal. It did not seem like a bad but deal. But it's kind of we, we were like, we should get one yeah. of those. <laughs> it's like, but do you really want to get a good deal on a pilot? I feel like if you're, if you've got someone that's who's something you probably really, want to pay, yeah. you, you want to pay the guy that's at least the middle of the pack. Yeah. You at least want to, definitely want to tip him, <laughs> tip him well. Uh, well, speaking of uh, being competitive, right. And maybe possibly falling into the comparison trap and wanting what others have. He says that he's not competitive with others, but he is competitive with himself. His thought on that was that he's constantly seeking to improve himself in whatever way possible and, and looking to serve others in order to achieve his success. And I love that thought. Yeah. I like that. And you know, uh, when you're competitive with yourself, you're really competitive towards reaching like a certain goal. I mean, with that, you have to be incredible at goal setting, like knowing what's realistic, but also kind of, um, hard to attain. Right. Um, and yeah, that's it, it, it's super important to, um, you know, set those goals and chase after them. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's a certain part of it, you know, we've kind of had the discussions going back to the, do you hate to lose or love to win? It's like, if you hate to lose, you're sometimes being more competitive with others. But if you just love to win, it's more of your kind of uh, competing from the front, right? For sure. You're competing yeah. with yourself. You are the standard. Absolutely. Um, another topic here. I think that this one's really interesting. This was in regard to his his thought, or his, he said that he didn't, he was scared to answer the phone early mm -hmm. on. That's interesting. And he said, he said, there's no such thing as being prepared for everything. You've just got to jump in and do it. And that was, again, in regard to him being scared to answer the phone. What is your thought on that? I mean, I agree. I mean, you can't be prepared for every single situation, right? This is this is a great topic on the sales. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can't be prepared for every single thing that might happen in the sales type of conversation. Um, you just got to jump in and do it. Yeah, I would be interested to know why he was scared to answer the phone if it was more like, for people calling, I, I don't know what that was about, but sure. I mean, my, my response would be hire someone to answer the phone, yeah. right? Like if you know, you can go out and sell and clean cars, but you just don't like answering the phone. Like you just hate it for some reason or another, some kind of mental block, yep. hire somebody to do that. Like that's kind of the delegation piece of if that is a huge weakness, which I'm not sure why it would be, but if that is, or if it's just taking you too much time, that's something you need to delegate out. And cause anybody can answer the phone. Right. And yeah. 
and schedule a, um, they can see the schedule and they can put it, you know, get it down the line. But sure. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thought. You know, a lot of people say that uh, you don't choose entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship chooses you. And he said that. He said that he didn't choose entrepreneurship. It chose him. But in the sense that he also said that it was because it was built over time. It didn't. It wasn't like he woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It, he kind of found himself in that role over time as he continued to build the team and do more work and ha- add more clients. And of course, now he's a year into having his own shop. Um, I thought that was interesting that entrepreneurship chose him, but in a sense that he built that over time and kind of fell into that position. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I've never thought of it that way. Um you know, with, with my journey, I, I took leadership super seriously and then it got to a point where, um, like I was studying these things and I didn't see great leadership at my current firm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just, I don't want, I don't want to continue down this road. Sure. I want to go and like make my own future. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, haven't really processed that thought as far as if entrepreneurship chose me. (laughs) <laughs> or I chose which one is it right now? Tell us yeah. the answer. Yeah. Uh, well, one of my final thoughts here, <clears throat> one piece that I loved, and you and I have talked about this, and I think that this can be applied not just to money, but a lot of different topics. He said, if you run after the money, you're going to miss it every time. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I think it's it's the passion, right? We talk about this on every episode. Uh, passion sells. And yeah. if your passion is just money, it's probably not going... It, it's not going to translate to your client or your consumer. Yeah. Um, you've got to have the passion for what it is you're actually doing yeah. um, and not just the payoff. Yeah. And also whenever it gets super hard and the money may not be as good, then it's going to be super difficult to continue on that path. Mm, if yeah. all you're looking for is money, when it gets hard in the business, do you still have that passion and the drive to keep pushing the business forward, even though the money's not maybe as good as you want it to be? Yeah. And I'll leave you this. Uh, I'll leave you here with this final thought. He uh, initially, whenever he had his business, I, I don't remember when he said he did this, um, but he said, I-, I wanted to serve others. So he went to, and he's real involved in his church. He said, I'm going to offer my services um, to people in our church for free just because I want to serve others. And you know what followed that? It was the explosive growth in his business yeah. over the next year or year and a half, whatever it was. And was so coincidence? there you go, right? Serving others led him to an explosive growth in his business. Mm. So you can't, you can't beat that, right? I love that. Well, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote here. Um, Albert Einstein, he's a smart guy. Seems to be. He observed, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Hmm. Mm, that's a thinker right there. Mm, that's good. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Podpreneur Podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.